Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Um, it was brought to my attention that I was a little snappy. I was a little sassy yesterday for people who were brand new to homeschooling and I probably should have been a little bit more gentle with my responses to those beginner questions. And um, so I took that to heart. I'm going to record today. So if you miss any of today, you can catch the full recording on my podcast, which is just Homeschool Help Desk Live, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. So if you got to go, I get it. Nobody can just hang out for the whole time. But I'm going to take the time to go through Homeschool 101. You know, you're a beginner. Um, you don't know anyone who homeschools. You just see it mostly on social media. You don't necessarily see it in real life. I will go through it start to finish as if I were brand spanking new to this um, because I do at the core want to be helpful, <laughs> but sometimes it just gets repetitive, you know, to repeat yourself. So you just have to change it up sometimes. I appreciate that, Gigi. I also didn't think I was snappy or sassy, but <laughs> people that know me afterwards were like, when I, when we were talking on the phone, they were like, so I sense a little irritation. <laughs> And it's not that I'm irritated in the sense that I don't want to ever talk about homeschooling. Like, clearly, that's what my whole page is about. But there are, like, I, I do believe you have to take certain steps before you just start asking people randomly on the internet, right? So one of those things being, one of the questions, I don't like how it's phrased. I understand where the question comes from, but one question I don't like how it's phrased is, how do I start? And... The reason I don't like that question is because it's I can't answer where do I start because I don't know where you are. <laughs> like where you start is going to be different based on where you are in life. Do you have a five, almost six year old headed to public school for the first time? Or are you withdrawing kids from school who've been in school for a year, two years, five years, seven years? Like those are vastly different start points. So when you just post on someone's page, where do I start? I'm like, where are you? <laughs> and and literally, like geologically, or excuse me, geographically, where are you? Like, what state are you in? Because how you start in Georgia is not the same way you start in California. It's not the way you start in Alabama. It's not the way you start in New York. So if you are new to homeschool and you're just like, I don't know where to start, I'm going to say, and from, from forevermore on my page, which might come off snappy, I'm going to say Google, because that's where you need to start. You need to start with whatever your state is, mine is Georgia, and then homeschool laws. That needs to be what you type into your favorite internet search engine. And when you get to that, most likely you're going to see one of two sites pop up first. It's either going to be your state's Department of Education and or hslda.org. Those are the top two returns that you're most likely going to get. What I suggest is that you find the actual statute for your state. Don't just rely on a website to give you a summary. You need to find the statute, like the squiggly S, that the, the crazy little S <laughs> that it gives you. Yes, homeschool laws. <laughs> um, you need to find the statutes for your state and read them, the whole thing, not a summary of it. So I'm going to use a visual aid. If you're on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see this. Um, but what I'm pulling out right now are the state laws for Georgia that I have printed with the statutes and the you know statute number, I have laminated them because that's what I do. <laughs> no bonus points in life for lamination. But read the whole thing. Read the whole law, front, back, forwards, backwards, multiple times. Every law that pertains to homeschooling and education in your state. That is step one. If that's too much for you, or if you like, ain't nobody got time for that, 
Do not homeschool your kids. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. If reading the law the in, in its entirety for yourself is too much work, leave your kids where they're at. Just be the room mom that brings the cupcakes or the room dad that chaperones on field trips. Because if you don't want to read the law for yourself, I'm not talking about, again, not talking about going online and getting a summary or asking random people on the internet for a summary of the law. I'm talking about if you don't want to read it for yourself, find it and read it for yourself. Do not homeschool. It's too much for you. You can't handle it. <laughs> Just don't. So that's step one. And once you have read the law for yourself in its, in its original form, the way it is written by your state, then you need to go to um, either your Department of Education's website and see what they have to say about homeschooling, which should be a summary or a condensed version of what you just read in the law. If you don't want to use the internet to search Georgia homeschool law, Find the statute for yourself with the little squiggly S's. It's too much for you. It's too hard for you. Don't homeschool. Just keep your kids in school. It's fine. Just be a supportive parent at home. Really. Because if you can't figure that part out, and this is not a diss, by the way. If you can't figure out that part, homeschooling, all the rest of it is going to be too much for you. So it's fine. Just just stop, just stop, stop right now before you get yourself in over your head, you get overwhelmed, your kids are gonna be overwhelmed, it's not gonna be a good situation for your home life. Like that to me is a litmus test. Can you find the laws on your own? Can you read the whole thing on your own? And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about a summary because HSLDA gives you a summary breakdown and they do have some videos that go and like, you know, help you clarify, but it's still a summary. You need to read the whole thing. <laughs> So if you're not going to do that part, please don't homeschool. Just don't. All right, so now you've you found the law with the little squiggly S and the code. You go to the Department of Education website for your state to figure out what exactly do they say on the website about homeschool. Some states have very well laid out um, information some don't but at least you need to go find out where your state falls is your state one of the good ones that has a lot of info is your state one of the ones that has absolutely nothing either way you need to find that out for yourself then once you've done those two things the laws and the department of education now you're ready to go ask someone in your area a question about whatever you might have been confused about in your state law so let's say for example you have, you're in Georgia, you've read through all the laws and you are still a little bit confused about the Dexter Mosley Act, which is what talks about how homeschoolers over the age of sixth grade and up can participate in extracurricular activities. Now you're prepared to go to like a Facebook group or some other kind of homeschool network in your area and, and ask for clarification. Those are the types of questions that most people have no problem answering because it's like, you've done your research, you've done your part, but you're just still a little confused about how exactly can I get my kid involved in extracurricular activities according to the Dexter Mosaic. How does that work? You know, but if you're not willing to do that first bit on your own, I'm sorry, please don't homeschool your kids. Um, so that being said, let me jump back here to the comments for a second, because I did see two or three. I saw maybe questions pop up. How do we find the laws for our state? Google. Um, it says there are three options or for types of homeschool. Homeschool is a homeschool as a home-based private school is just me teaching the kids. I don't know what state you're talking about. You gotta have to give provide a little bit more detail um, because I don't I don't know what state you're referring to. Um, and then Robin, you said our laws recently changed in Vermont. HSLDA does not have the updated info. Please read the laws. That is that is my exactly my point. Thank you so much, Robin, for putting that out there, because these websites may not be updated as frequently as the Department of Education or the actual like state legislature for your state, which is why it is so important for you to go find this information for yourself. Do not rely on the internet, like people on the internet, bloggers, vloggers, TikTokers, YouTubers, do not rely on them to make updated videos with these changes, you are going to be lost. 
and 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 I'm so passionate about knowing the law for yourself because that's what's going to keep you motivated. But also when it's when people are trying to challenge you and you don't know the law for yourself, it's going to discourage you because you're not going to know what you're talking about. You're not going to know what you're doing. Okay. And when it and I'll tell you why it motivates me to know the state law, because on those days where I'm sitting back and I'm like, am I doing enough? Knowing the law forwards and backwards, knowing that I know what you know is required um, of me by my state law lets me know, yeah, I'm done. I'm doing enough. We've done some reading, some writing, some math, <laughs> some social studies, some language arts, some science. We're good. You know, we've done our 180 days of school. Actually, we do more than that with our schedule. So that's what calms me down because I know I'm doing enough by law. Maybe I'm not doing enough by my own standards. Maybe by my own standards that I set for myself, I'd like to be doing more. But legally, I know I'm doing enough. But I can't know that if I don't know my state laws. Um, oh, thank you so much for that <laughs> compliment. You said, uh, I'm one of the reasons you believe in good homeschooling. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. You said, is Florida one of the, quote, good states for homeschooling? Okay, so let me let me just answer you the way I truly believe. All states are good for homeschooling because none of them ban homeschooling, okay? Um, I don't know what your standard of good means. I'm assuming good might mean easy or less paperwork in, in that uh, way that you're phrasing that. And um, in that sense, depends on what, you know, how much is too much for you. So Florida is one of the states where uh, you have to submit annual assessments or have a teacher come review your assessment annually, I believe is how they phrase it. I'm not sure because I don't live in Florida. So double check that on your own. But to me, it's like, that's, that's nothing to have a teacher come look at what I'm doing because I'm an organized person. If you're a disorganized person who doesn't want to do any paperwork at all, then to you, Florida might not be an easy state. But I would say Florida is an easy state because all they're asking is for you to show your work, show what you've done. Like take, put together a little portfolio and let me, let's have a teacher come have a look at it. I don't think that's too much to ask. They don't ask that in Georgia, but if they did, I'd be like, come on over, have a look. <laughs> I've um, seen some people post videos uh, who do homeschool in Florida and they said they've been able to do it on video. Um, so they don't even have to do it in person. It's like a, a FaceTime call, basically, where a teacher looks at what they've got and checks off what they've done. If that's too much for you and you would say that's that I don't even want that amount, then for you, Florida might not be a good one of the good ones. Um, but I say all states are good because none of them in, in no state is it illegal. Just they have varying levels of paperwork and interaction that they want with you. Um, some want none and some want, like I said, annual submissions of what you've done just depends on you as a person how you feel about that okay and then rebecca is saying oh i'm assuming rebecca you're in florida you said evaluations and it's over the phone okay so you just you just got to send email to that teacher and that does it okay so to me that sounds easy but like i said to someone who doesn't even want to do that little bit that might that might not be easy for you um let's see Oh, and then Sarah Beth says you can also register with a private teacher and you don't have to meet with a teacher. So here's my thoughts, right? There is no amount of effort I wouldn't put in for my kids. So like in my state, Georgia could change the law tomorrow and start demanding all types of paperwork like attendance records and progress reports and, and yearly evaluations. I would still do it because I believe that this is the right path for my kids. I'm not out to duck the system. This is not a page where I'm trying to, you know, present loopholes of, of how to not do work <laughs> for your homeschool. Um, so, like I said, for me, all states are good because all of them, in all of them, it's legal. So, yeah. And then Jamie's checking in from Texas, one of those states where they don't require anything from you, not even notification. So, if that is what is considered good by your scale, then by all means, Texas is a good state and Florida is a bad state. But like to, like I said, to me, neither neither is bad. I'm going to do what is required, whether the law changes or not. Um, okay, and then Christy said, you're from Florida, your evaluator just had you send her samples of work and that was it. Exactly, and most of us are posting samples of work anyway online um, with, you know, if we're if you're someone who does content creation and you share what you're doing on homeschooling, so if you're sharing it with the with the internet anyway, why not just send an email to somebody? To me, 
I haven't come across any state laws that made me feel like I couldn't do it or I wouldn't do it if I lived in that state. There, there hasn't been any level of, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? There hasn't been any amount of requirements that made me say that's too much, I wouldn't homeschool. But still, you need to know it for yourself. And again, do not rely on websites that give you summaries. HSLDA gives you a summary. And I don't know how often they update it, but uh, we just had someone in here just checking in saying that they're in Vermont. They just had the law changed and it's not updated yet on HSLDA. Yes. Go ahead. And you are here doing what? Okay, I don't speak that. All right, so <laughs> so you're in Florida. You're not sure how to get started. Um, I have been going over the, the beginning steps. I'll review for those who might just be joining. You want to start with an internet search, Florida homeschool laws, and try to find, not try, do find where it is like explicitly stated the entire homeschool law for Florida. Look for the statute, like with this little squiggly S. You can go play somewhere else and do that. I don't find that funny. I don't find that cute. That's rude. Um, try to find the statute and, and read the whole thing. Do not look for just summaries. You can, after you've read the whole thing, then you can go find summaries elsewhere, like on hslda.org or other websites that um, that do that, that provide you with a summary. But you need to know the full thing first so you know what they've left out. It's kind of like you when you read the book and then you go watch a movie and they, they've clearly left things out of the book. That's what it, That's what it can be like reading the state laws for your homeschool and then going back and seeing that someone gave a summary of it because they're gonna leave stuff out, <laughs> you know, especially on TikTok. TikTok is not a good place to learn about the laws for your state. These videos are a minute or less. We cannot give you the whole rundown of 50 states word for word, you know, bar for bar for the, in these laws. You have to read it for yourself. If that's too much for you, and I said this earlier, and I'm repeating it now, if that's too much for you, do not homeschool your kids because you're not willing to do the bare minimum of finding out what the law says for yourself. You're not willing to do even that little bit of research to find the law, the statute for yourself, not relying on someone else to do it for you. Do not homeschool. You can't handle it. That's me telling you as a friend, as a cousin, as a sister, as, a, as an auntie, whatever, you can't handle it. If you can't find the law on your own, read it all the way through on your own, you can't homeschool. Don't do it. You're too, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you're too lazy <laughs> because that is so basic. Finding the law is so basic that if you're not willing to do that little bit, you're not going to, then you're, you're not going to put in the energy to find a good curriculum that works with your child's learning style. You're not going to work at putting a schedule together that meets your child's needs that allows you to still do what you need to do as uh, a working mom or a work outside the home parent or whatever like it's if that that is the that is the test of whether or not you can homeschool find the law by yourself <laughs> don't ask the internet where do i find it literally do it yourself and if you can't or it frustrates you to do that please just be the support system for your child at public school be your teachers support be your child's advocate be involved join the pta Make sure that you are a presence at your kid's school so that they know that you are a caring parent, but you don't want to do all the back background work that's required. <laughs> all right. So thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, and then Ty, I know you put the summary in there uh, for North Carolina, which is great. Y'all don't rely on one person. Don't rely on Ty's comment here. <laughs> Go read it yourself. She, yes, she gave you the summary. And then, um, who is that? Um, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but you were saying, yeah, HS HSLDA is often wrong or a little bit outdated because they're not always up to date. So you have to read it for yourself. So yeah, every, I see some other states. You guys are um, putting the summaries of your states in the chat. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, take it, at, take it for what it is. Read the summaries by all means, but go read the whole thing. 
I'm, I'm never going to just be like, yeah, that's, that's basically it. And, and you don't have to go do it for yourself. That is, that's ridiculous. The litmus test is do it for yourself. If you don't want to do it for yourself, don't homeschool. All right, cool. I'm in Georgia. All right. So after the state law, that's step one, finding it for yourself, reading the whole thing for yourself. Okay. After you've done that, then you need to, you also need to do a mental check-in for yourself because if you are someone who, um, you find it, you find yourself, you're easily overwhelmed and you are in a constant state of needing validation. Homeschool is, I'm not saying you can't homeschool, but it's going to be very difficult for you at the beginning because you're not going to trust yourself once you've you know, read the law and started looking for things. I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, homeschoolers in the comments, but finding resources is not hard. It's trusting what you've chosen and sticking with it that is, a, is more of a mental challenge or, or constantly feeling like someone else or something else is better than what you're doing. You have to have, or you have to develop some confidence in order to homeschool like you have to know that what you've chosen for your child is is good and you are meeting the requirements because constantly looking around at other people to validate you whether it's friends whether it's family um it's going to drive you it's going to drive you insane you're not going to be able to focus enough on teaching material to your kids because you're so worried about what's the next thing that you might be missing out on. You'll always be thinking about, you'll have constant FOMO, constant FOMO. At some point, you're going to have to just settle down, know yourself, what you can do and what you can handle, and then spend some time getting to know your kids. Because let's be honest, some of you guys, especially if you are, thank y'all for that gift. <laughs> if you are someone who's had your kids, they've been in school for a while, you might not know them as well as you think they do, specifically their learning style. So you, you have to be able to take a breather and say, can I really do this? Am I really going to spend the time and invest in this? A lot of folks have, I think, this false sense that homeschooling is easier than public school. And let me, dis let me just dispel that rumor right now. There's nothing easier than filling out a couple of forms and dropping your kid off at school. That is the easiest that you can do, which is public school. There's nothing easier than that. Nothing. <laughs> homeschooling is absolutely harder than filling out a couple of forms and dropping your kid off somewhere else for seven hours. So if you are someone who is thinking about homeschooling because you think it will be easier, that is wrong. That is a lie. Do not do that to yourself or your family or your kids. You will have a horrible time. All right, let me jump in and grab some of these comments because um, I know I've just been chatting. <laughs> you said your lemonade, she saved my heart so happy. Your lemonade is one of your best purchases. Yeah, big fan of lamination over here as well. Um, let's see. You said uh, the curriculum needs to work for you and not you're making it work. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I, um, I, I like to use the analogy that curriculum is like clothing, okay? And just like you don't have one outfit, one pair of shoes, one pair of shorts, you're going to have multiple resources to help you accomplish the goal of educating your child, or you should, you should have multiple resources. So when people ask me, what's the best curriculum, there isn't one. There is just what we're using today or what we're using right now. There is no best. And anyone who tells you there is a best is either paid to say that, or they really haven't explored anything else. <laughs> and either one of those options, even if I tell you something is the best to me, it still might not work for you. And, and that goes, especially if you have multiple kids that have way totally different personalities. Like what is the best to my oldest is certainly not the best to my youngest. And my middle child does what she wants to. So it's, there is no best. There is no best. Um, okay, so I don't think I know what that comment means, so I'm going to skip that. Um, let's see. 
Okay, and then um, Michelle, you were throwing in what West Virginia requires. Definitely appreciate that. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Okay, you were saying, Michelle, you were saying public school was worse for us. They always wanted stuff and it was always last minute stressful. Um, sure. I'm not saying it. there's no stress involved with public school. I'm just talking about in terms of the how it's run and, and what is required to get it started. Signing a few forms and dropping your kid off is all it takes to get started in public school. That's not all that is required for homeschool. Um, you do have to do a little bit more to get to, to lay the foundation for your homeschool. And then of course, after you've been in it for a couple of, uh, a couple of months, years, then you find your flow, it gets a bit easier. Um, but I'm, what I was emphasizing is that some people do homeschooling or they switch thinking it's easier. And I disagree with that. All right. Yes, each child is different in a way of learning. Absolutely. So again, in your own household, what was best for one kid will not be the best for another. They have, at least my kids, they are not a homogenous group. They learn differently. They um, appreciate different, uh, having, even just um, from day to day, not having to do the same thing day to day. Like yesterday, I had planned to do some worksheets with my son. He wanted to be on the iPad. So being able to have different apps that he can play, knowing that we can switch things up um, is essential. You said, Vanessa, you said, I have I had no idea you could pick different curriculums from different companies. You love that. Yes. My goodness. It's like you would, you, I mean, some people choose to dress head to toe in Nike and they don't buy adidas but <laughs> you can absolutely mix brands and you should <laughs> you can definitely definitely mix and match because that's how you're going to find what works the best so like i said I, I love to compare curriculums to clothes just like you don't have a closet full of just one brand or most people don't you don't need a a, a house full or a closet full a cabinet full of just one type of curriculum All right. So this question was, can you talk about how financially you're able to stay home and teach your kids low income family tips? Um, I'm going to say something that probably I think gets glossed over a little bit. I'm old. <laughs> That's one thing. So when we bought our house, it was way cheaper than now. Same thing with our cars. You know, I, I just happen to be a woman of a certain age. So things just didn't cost as much back then. And we happen to, to look in at a, at a low rate and have a very low mortgage. That's that's like right off the bat. Um, so it doesn't cost a lot. We live in the country, too. We do not live anywhere near the city, even though recently I read an article that suggested we were close to Atlanta. And I was like, ain't no way. Absolutely not. We are not. <laughs> so location, location, location is very real. And um, being willing to to do things like thrift and coupon and never pay full price for anything, be willing to get, receive things secondhand or go shop on certain days when things are 50% are off, like doing what it takes to save money. Like I have locks and a lot of people, I think, look at me and they, they'll say things that, uh, I think my locks are misleading to some people because they'll say like grand rising in the comments. And I'm like, this is for laziness. <laughs> this is cause I don't want to spend a hundred or $200 every time to get my hair done. But thank you. <laughs> like grand rising to you too. <laughs> so yeah, just being willing to do things yourself. Like I don't get my nails done. I do them myself. Like just making all those types of lifestyle choices that cost less honestly um, my wardrobe is very basic i tend to wear all black i buy groceries um with coupons or at um, sam's club or costco like in bulk so i don't have to go as often um i do a lot of our own home my, like if there's home repairs i'm not necessarily calling a repairman i will google it <laughs> so those are things that i do and then i do have my own side hustles. I have worked from home in the past to, you know, make sure we have money to cover all of our things. Um, so yeah, those are some things that I do. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. 
If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. Okay, Jacqueline, you're asking, am I back to a schedule here or just random? It's random, still random. So I don't know if the notifications are working, <laughs> but it's still random. But for me, it'll pretty, pretty much still most likely to be in the mornings. I'm just, I'm not an afternoon live type of person and definitely not at night. That's when more negative people are out. I find like in the morning, people are more positive. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and forth with people who just don't like homeschooling. Not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Yep. Buy you save the difference. Yep. Free curriculum options. Absolutely. I'm seeing you guys' comments about how you can, how we afford to do this. Um, Justina says Florida offers money. So if you're, if that's a route that you would want to take. Okay. Christina, you said, Hey, I'm considering moving to the country, but I'm afraid the kids will be bored advice. Um, I would say that has not been our experience. Um, there's always something going on. There are a lot of people around here where in the country where I live, who are retired or they work part-time and they love to put on programs all the time. Our libraries, our immediate libraries in the area have activities every day of the week, always something happening at our local libraries. We also live close enough to a couple of universities that also have events going on open to the public um, that are for younger audiences. There's museums that we live close to, zoos that are within a reasonable driving distance, a ton of state parks that do a lot of junior ranger or you know programs for young people. So that has not been my experience um, at all. And then plus friends, like the fact is a lot of our friends get out of school at a reasonable enough time, like two, three or four o'clock where you can still go and hang out with them in the afternoons after they get off. Um, you can join organized things like Girl Scouts, 4-H, Boy, Boy Scouts, your, if their country where you're living has a Y nearby or any other community rec sports, community theaters too. So yeah, I have not had that experience. If anything, we probably socialized a little too much at first <laughs> and we didn't do a ton of schoolwork because we kept doing things. I was very worried about socialization at first um, because that's what people always tell you, right? It's like, oh my gosh, what about socialization? And the truth is, I mean, this can literally, it, homeschooling can feel like a country club kind of atmosphere where, you know, it's it's tight-knit. It's if you know, you know, you work together, you go to things together to get group discounts and you can be out of the house more than in if you don't put some sort of boundaries up to say, hey, we actually do need to do some kind of schoolwork, guys. So it all depends on your personality too. Like you might not be the person that wants to go up and say, hi, how are you? Um, you know, and, and make friends or make connections. So let's see. What do you suggest for parents as a way to start homeschooling with bricks coming into effect? Hold on, I'm gonna have to Google this acronym. Oh, 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 with the with the dollar, the thing with the dollar being devalued. Not sure how that would affect homeschooling. Maybe I'm not understanding the question. OK, and then you say you feel like with bricks coming into effect, more of us will homeschool. How do we start? So um, I've covered that in the first half hour. It is posted. Uh, it will be posted on the podcast later. Um, for those who have been here for a while, I'm not going to keep repeating myself on that. But I encourage you to check out my podcast, which is Homeschool Help Desk Live. I answer that question a lot. Um, you said you guess the main concern is hyperinflation with bricks. So my thing is the homeschool community, in my experience, tends to share quite a bit. Um, so when someone is a little bit ahead of you and they no longer need those materials, they share. Like, what is it called? Um, homeschool consignments happen quite a lot. Um, the idea of trading and bartering or 
two or three families coming together, maybe one, you know, parent is good at math, the other is very good at music and another's excellent at like engineering and they just kind of trade skills. So I think the village will probably come back into effect a lot more if and when inflation becomes too much to handle in some areas. Um, I guess that's why co-ops are also a really important part of homeschooling for a lot of families. Um, Justine, you said your kids are more social now. Ex yes. And I would say, and, and this is just me, it's not that homeschool kids aren't social. It's just that I think homeschoolers are selectively social. If if there's a group of kids and you know that are making a homeschool kid feel uncomfortable, that homeschool kid can recognize and say, yeah, I don't want to hang with that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do anything to fit in. I, I don't have to succumb to peer pressure. I'll find another group. Whereas someone who has kind of been indoctrinated in public school like myself, I'm a pro at masking. So whenever I go into a group and I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to mask with that group until I feel you know, a little bit more um, comfortable. So am I more social because I'm better at masking? No, <laughs> I would say a lot of my interactions are a little bit more superficial than some of my kids' interactions who are a little bit more genuine. My kids' friendships, I would say, are more genuine. And I, it took me a while to learn that. I don't have any friends from public school years because it was circumstantial. We talked because we had to, we had to, we were in this building. And then when I graduated or we got moved to another district, I didn't keep in touch with you because we probably weren't really friends. It was just like a coworker situation. You're, you love that coworker as long as you work there, but as soon as you quit, <laughs> deuces on to the next. So, all right, let's get into some of these comments that I'm missing out on. Mm -hmm. San Antonio, Texas has a huge homeschool community. I believe that. I really do. Abby says she passes down all her curriculum and <laughs> she's got way too much. I, and she loves sending it out of, out of her house. Agreed. I need to do that. I have like a garage full of things I need to let go. So, yep. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You Oh, and Abby also says she taught sewing at her forest school and it paid for her daughter's tuition. Very good. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like being willing to trade skills or whatever. We all have some kind of skill um, that we can probably, that would benefit the group if there is a co-op situation happening. Mrs. G, you said, wow, great point on the fitting in socially. My hubby's biggest argument is socialization. That's a lot of people's. I mean, a lot of people's last straw, <laughs> you know, their last little bit that they're holding on to for, for public school being an option is the socialization part. And I think a lot of that comes from projecting our experiences onto our, our kids. We assume that our kids uh, will make friends in these situations at, at a public school. And sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, if your kid is an introvert or if your kid is just not interested in the people in their class, they're not going to make friends. It doesn't matter that they're in public school or homeschool. Um, socialization or being social, it's not, it, it does, it's not based on the type of education, just like it's not based on like the type of employment. I, I often compare education and employment. If you are someone who just wants to go to work, do the job and come home, collect the check, you're not probably gonna make friends at work. Same thing with your kid. If they're just in the mindset of, I don't wanna be here, I'm just here to take the test, get the grade and leave, they're not gonna make friends. <laughs> it doesn't matter that they're in public school. Um, but in terms of if, if you and your family are genu genuine, generally a social family, you go out and you do things, your kids are gonna have friends. It's kind of inevitable. You're gonna make connections. They're gonna find people that they vibe with and have something in common with, and they will make friends. Uh, Naomi, you are asking, is two hours enough of homeschooling for a first grader? Um, I tend to favor quality over quantity. So when I'm homeschooling my, second, uh, my son, who's seven, I don't set a timer. I just set a goal. If we reach the goal in 20 minutes, then 20 minutes was enough. 
if I set a goal and it takes us an hour to reach it, then an hour was enough that day. Um, I've been doing this long enough in my state, at least, to know it's not about the time spent, it's the quality of time. So you could be doing something for two hours, but did they learn? That's the question. And it's going to change from day to day, week to week, season to season. We tend to be more focused in the winter than we are in the summer. I mean, we we, te we definitely have a lot of sun days, like sunny days, like how um, public schoolers have snow days. We have sun days um, with homeschooling. It's like, it's too pretty to be in. Let's go out. <laughs> or we'll have days in the middle of the week where it's like, you know what? We don't feel like homeschooling. Let's go out and shop and look and see what's new around town. So it's, it's less about the quality, more about quantity. Um, Chris, yes, what curriculum are you using for a three-year-old? I would not use curriculum for a three-year-old. I would not invest in anything formal for a three-year-old. I would just probably use, like I do have a three-year-old nephew and I just use what we already have in terms of toys. We play a lot of I Spy, we play a lot of games and we read a lot of books, but I don't have anything formal that I would recommend for a three-year-old. Um, however, that doesn't mean there aren't things out there. Um, some of them I have listed in my profile under the, um, the link in my, in my profile has um, an Excel spreadsheet with a lot of resources that have been recommended for other people. Um, by other people, I will just oftentimes add on to the list. But me personally, if I were starting now 2023 and I had a three-year-old, knowing what I know now, I would not invest in anything formal or certainly nothing subscription-based for a three-year-old. I would wait. <laughs> and if any, if I'm investing in anything, it's books and games, but nothing formal. All right. Can you stop yelling? <sighs> Siblings. I don't get it. I was an only child. It's <laughs> like... Volume doesn't increase the strength of your argument. <laughs> you said, what would you do to help more with a child's speech? I don't know. I haven't had that experience. Um, I'm assuming you mean a child that maybe has a diagnosed speech condition, or do you mean just helping a child learn to speak? I'm, I think I might need some clarification on the question. Are we talking about a diagnosis? Are we talking about we have a toddler or a three-year-old, four-year-old learning how to speak and how would I help them enunciate? Oh, yes, agree with that. You said you have a preschool kiddo and to be honest, they aren't ready to sit for more than 30 minutes or so. Yeah, so play, absolutely. I have used the Homer app in the past and I did like it for the season we were using it. Courtney is saying she is not 100% sure if she's going to homeschool. She goes back and forth on the decision. Any advice? Um, I would advise you to really ask yourself if you think you can handle homeschooling. Like if you have an opportunity to test drive it, like on the weekends with your kids, just try to teach them something. <laughs> you know, try to model it on the weekends. I don't know if your kids are in school yet or not or how old your kids are, but do a test drive. Um, try it over, if they're in school, try it over their breaks, try it over summer break. Um, it's not for everybody. I would say that. And my main advice to anyone who is considering homeschooling and is just, I'm just, they're just plain old not sure is try it. There's nothing that says you couldn't re-enroll a child later if it doesn't work. And I think some people really have this all or nothing attitude, probably something left over from our indoctrination in public school that makes us think, if I do this, there's no turning back. That's not real life, guys. If you homeschool or if you try to homeschool um, and it just doesn't work, enroll your kid in school. You can enroll a child in school anytime throughout the year and put them back in public school. It, it's there as an option as a backup. And they there may be a, you know, a slight knowledge gap or a substantial one, depending on how long you keep them out. But either way, you tried it, it didn't work, and you sent them back to school. It is what it is. It happens all the time. People withdraw their kids from school. They try homeschooling. It doesn't work. Put them back in school. It is what it is. 
Um, let's see. Okay. I don't know. Oh, you're having a problem with words saying them right, like TH and L and S and certain words. She just turned five. Oh, okay. So here's the thing about that. Like my kids would say things with a that had a V sound, they would say with a B sound for a while. It just repetition and practice, like helping them really focus on the shape of their uh their mouth when they say a word. It just repetition and consistency. Like my daughter's name is Valerie. My son called her Valerie for a really long time until he got the V sound down. So it's just repetition. Um, I saw a question and it just went past and I was trying to get back to it. Oh, tips to convince the partner that homeschooling is a great option. Former teacher here and it's scary. Okay, first of all, <laughs> the fact that you're a teacher and you've been in that environment on the front lines, that's not enough to convince them. Like if the teacher who's on the front line doesn't want to put their kid in school, to me, that's a huge red flag. If, I, if I'm the partner you're trying to convince and my teacher partners like saying, I don't want my kid in this. How is that not a giant red flag to, to your partner? But truthfully, I think uh, I, I don't try to convince people by arguing them down. I just try to listen to like, okay, what are they saying is, and what are, what are their objections? Like ask them, what don't you like about homeschool? Most of the time they say things like socialization, or I don't want them to miss out on certain experiences, or um, maybe they think you can't handle it. They know something about you that we in the chat don't know, and they think it would be overwhelming for you. So whatever their objections are, that's what I would respond to. You can emphasize that homeschoolers are not antisocial. Just because home is in the name doesn't mean that's where we stay. Um, and you can provide plenty of examples of that. Do your own research in your own community to to literally show like this is where i would be taking the kids if we could homeschool if we could homeschool we would be going here because this library has this event this museum has this event this art museum does this every third thursday like do the research for your specific area don't give just hypotheticals go ahead and lay it out like how would you as in your area make sure that your child is engaged socially so that your partner is not concerned about their social development what are you specifically going to do about it? Um, if the answer is like missing out on childhood memories, you have to just tell them, don't project your experience onto our child. Mrs. Smith, who taught you in the third grade, is not still teaching. It's a totally different ballgame now. And you, being a teacher, know this firsthand. Okay. And then if the objection is that they think you can't handle it, like they know something about you personally, like they, they think you would be overwhelmed show them a plan that of how you plan to overcome that or show them how you intend to break this down um so it really just depends on what the objections are um let's see okay you said his thing is school prepares them for the real world well we know that that's not true that's just like people who say uh, christopher columbus discovered america when he didn't even make it here like that's they're just repeating lies <laughs> like everybody that has been through public school can think of minimum five or ten things that they were not prepared for as an adult that they had to learn on their own or learn from somewhere else it's not public school preparing us for the real world and if he does really say that like homeschool prepares it for the real world or not homeschool um public school prepares for the real world i would literally ask in what way and ask them to give examples because sometimes people just throw out a random line and they really haven't dug down into it. it. It they haven't asked themselves like in what way? Like literally in what way does public school prepare you for the real world? Please provide examples. And most of the time the examples they're giving are things like well they're going to have to deal with people that they're not going to like and public school prepares you for that. Okay, sir, so you're saying my child needs 13 years of being in an environment they don't like in order to understand that the real world sometimes has environments that you don't like and you're just going to have to be stuck there? Why would you want to train your child to think they're stuck? Why would that be what you want to teach your kid? Why do you want your child to grow up believing they have no choice or any they have no say over what they do in life? Why is that the lesson that you want 
indoctrinated into them for 13 years? Why do you want them to believe they don't have any choice in how their future goes? And then just sit back and, and wait for the response. <laughs> Usually people just haven't thought it through when they say things like that though. Okay, so Jasmine, you said you plan on homeschooling, but my mom got in my son's head. And now because his cousin goes to school, he was at, I hate that this cut y'all off after a certain amount. You caved and you're upset because he was happy with me uh, schooling so far and we're doing good. He was understanding. Okay, so here's the thing about FOMO, which is so real and it happens to homeschoolers all the time. They always think that there's going to be this Disney Channel public school experience and that they're going to miss something by being at home. And you just have to have a conversation about that. Like everybody's public school experience is different. You might not like my friend. I had to break it down for my daughter who has a friend in public school. She thought if they go to the same school, they're going to see each other all the time. Just like, you know, that's so Raven or whatever the shows are now. Cause I don't even know. And they were going to have all this time to chill at the lockers and they were going to be going on these radical adventures. They thought it was going to be like, you know, uh, Captain Underpants. They were going to get into all these hijinks together. And that's just not the case. I had to break it down. Like, no, you're actually probably not even going to see her because alphabetically your last names are at the opposite end of the alphabet. And you might have a class with her. And even if you do have a class with her, you might have assigned seating. Or if the teacher discovers that you guys are besties, they may purposely separate you to prevent you guys from distracting each other in class. Like, please don't do that. Don't let your kids believe those lies. <laughs> Tell them the truth about what school is. And school's not this big, bad wolf. I'm not saying that. But don't let them believe the Disney Channel version of it. All right, so let's see. Sorry, I was going back up. I, I was just going on a little bit of a rant there. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Please make a TikTok on what? And pin it to my page. Because I probably have made a TikTok on it. I can only pin three though. And I do have a podcast. I'm recording it now for the podcast so you can al always go back and listen to it later, share it with your friends, let them know, or go back and listen to it to yourself in case you need to you know, memorize some of these Tamisms so you can snap people out of their little days about the, the wonders of public school. Like if public school is what you like, by all means, but let's not act like homeschool is not also a great option for kids. That's my only thing. That's my only thing. Mm. Oh, okay. You said y'all are first generation Americans in homeschooling. It's not in the Latino culture, so we'll be the first. That is something that also I think we don't talk about enough um, on social media is how being first generation to do something is always the hardest thing. Like you are literally, you can't, you're breaking the mold, you're breaking out of the stereotype and it's always your family who gives you the hardest of hardest side eyes. And I'll tell you guys, if you are like that, if you are the first to do it, because I definitely was in my family the first to do it, um, you are going to need to be mentally strong because it will weigh on you. The, the, the comments, the quizzing, the people saying, uh, are you sure? Are you are, So you guys are doing that next year too? And I'll tell you, it took years <laughs> with an S before my family finally was like, oh, y'all are doing good. And now I was talking to my mom last night on the phone. She literally said, thank God you homeschool. She was not the biggest supporter at the beginning but nine years later, she's literally saying, thank God you homeschool. So it takes some people a while, but if you know in your heart that this is what you wanna do and you're gonna put the effort in to make it the best experience possible for your kids, you're gonna do the research, you're not going to allow yourself to become complacent, um, you understand that there's gonna be hard struggles with it, but you're, you're in it for the long haul, then do that. Try your best to find some people who are going to cheer you on and be your cheerleader. Um, because it's going to, it's going to be tough on those days where your kids are just grating on your nerves. So really, really, really try to find at least one person that will allow you to vent freely. When you say these kids are getting on my nerves, their response isn't going to be, well, put them in school. Try to find at least one person that'll be there for you in that way. And I think that that will help. Um, let's see, you always get down on homeschooling, but you won't do anything different than homeschooling. Got it. Um, 
Okay, Blue Ridge Home, you said, have the homeschool downers read the book, Dumbing Us Down. It'll open their eyes. It would if they read it. <laughs> it would if they would read it. But people who tend to speak down about homeschooling aren't reading even the most basic of headlines that talk about how good it is, with, you know, how homeschoolers on average test better and are more prepared for college and more prepared for life, who have more experiences than their peers. Like these people aren't reading basic 500,000 word articles. They're not going to read a book. They're just not. But I, I agree with you on that. Olivia, you said the same thing with your family. They were skeptical, but now everyone is on board. Yeah, it takes some time. Like it's so hard to be the first to do something. It's so hard to be a trailblazer because you are always going to have those naysayers that think that they know better or they just are, are repeating. They're like parrots, really, because you, you, can, you just know after you've heard it so many times, you just know this person hasn't done any critical thinking. One second. Why are y'all so loud? Literally, I'm having to scream. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, my goodness, y'all. They're new, they're usually not this loud. I don't know what's happening today. It's chaotic. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to be the first, is 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 what I'm trying to get at. And and it's always like it's it's kind of like that. If you're the if you're an entrepreneur, you get this as well. Being the first in your family to do something or you know, try like let's say all of your family work traditional nine to fives and you're the one that says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. They're always the ones with all the questions about how you're going to make this work until you make it work. And then it's like, oh, here comes big money. Let me hold something or oh, let me get in on that. Can you show me how to do that too? Always, always. Your naysayers become like the biggest ones that are always in your on your phone texting like, put me on too, cuz, or whatever. And it's just like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> You've exhausted me. You weren't there when I was down. I don't want to see you when I'm up either. Okay. So you said, hi, when homeschooling, how do you get a high school diploma? So, uh, Shelly, you are essentially, if you are the homeschooling parent, you are the, you're also the administrator, the bursar, the registrar, all the things. And you would research the high school graduation requirements for your state. You would make sure that your child has met them, you know, by taking all the classes, how you choose to uh, have your child take those classes is entirely up to you, whether you pay for a program, you teach it yourself if you feel confident enough, you invest in workbooks that teach the curriculum or, you know, teach the, the class, however you choose to accomplish the high school requirements. And then you as the parent will sign off like this is the grade that my kid got. This is their completion this is their diploma you would order it essentially um if you wanted something fancy but you sign off that your child has met all these requirements it's the very same thing that happens in public school they assign you the courses and they sign off that you have completed those courses now depending on the high school you go to or send your kid to they may or may not actually be accomplishing the things that are required for the class i know i personally didn't learn anything in u.s history in high school because my teacher was the baseball coach and I just learned a lot about the Atlanta Braves and we watched Roots, but nobody was checking. So got an A in that class. But that's essentially, you have your child take the classes that are required for high school graduation. So for example, my ninth grader is, we she's enrolled in Time for Learning. She's taking the classes right now online. I go on and check her progress each week, see how she's doing. I put that information from Time for Learning into a transcript. And that is what she would use to go to apply to colleges. Um, and then if she wants or when we want her to have like something formal, a diploma, I will order it from a, a company that makes diplomas. Take this sibling, whatever this is, out of this room right now. I have no tolerance for this today. Whatever y'all are doing to each other, stop. Separate. I don't even want to know what it is. Go get it. All right, y'all, so I'm going to wrap this up <laughs> because clearly the children are in need of attention at the moment. Um, let me see, did I miss anyone's question? 
I don't think I did, but if I did, um, you can always leave me a comment on one of my videos. Oh, um, my someone's asking what grade are my children in? They are in second, sixth, and ninth. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Christine, you said your mother-in-law gives you such a hard time about your choice to homeschool. It's so frustrating. Everybody does until you've proven them right or proven them wrong. Excuse me. Um, it just is what it is. It comes with the territory of being different, being bold enough to try something different. And it just, it's par for the course when you choose to go against the grain. Being different comes with a cost. And sometimes that costs other people's opinions. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.